Good morning, Acme Army family. How we doing? Appreciate everybody out there going to check out TulipTreeGardensCO.com for their special they had for the Green Friday weekend. That was a success, but I'll tell you what, the deals don't stop now. Put TulipTreeGardensCO.com for all of your Christmas shopping. I'm telling you, everybody will be happy. We got some excellent giveaways coming up here in the future. So support those that support the podcast. Go check out TulipTreeGardensCO.com. Now let's get into the show. And happy Victory Monday, Acme Army. How we doing? I know we're doing well. Eric and Eric here to bring you the latest review from the Chicago Bears. It was a drubbing. Hey, and on Wednesday, we got Peter Jones from the UK joining us to talk about Ron Hallstrom. Things are going to get wild. Check it. Asking about that time. Yeah. Buddy, how about them Packers? <laughs> yeah, buddy, it is a victory Monday. How are y'all doing out there? Gosh, late game last night, Eric. 825 start. I snoozed a little bit in the chair at halftime. Had to wake up and get ready for the second half. It was a heck of a night last night for me. But how are we doing up there in the Northwoods? Uh, well, for the first time in more than a couple of decades, the uh, buck pole uh, remained empty. So... <laughs> Sad about that. Was up about seventy-five hours in a in a stand over the over the week, and uh, is what it is. Happy yeah. to be moving on to more pleasant conversation uh, about our Green Bay Packers. Boy, yeah. what a game last night! What a game! Yeah, well, we definitely strung up a bear for you last night. Final score was forty-one to twenty-five, but I'm not sure if that score really told the story of the game. It was uh, three quarters of an absolute uh, annihilation. And then the fourth quarter happened. So we'll get into that in a little minute, in just a minute here. But uh, let's talk about what happened in the game, Eric, from an injury standpoint. There was two big losses that we saw. First one being Corey Lindsley. What do you hear? Uh, Lindsley, it looks like, uh, is an MCL. Uh, He will be evaluated with an MRI today to confirm that. And that's going to mean probably a minimum of two and maybe a month. Uh, where we're going to see this uh, this uh, reconfigured offensive line, which just dominated yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously we need to get Lindsley back, and maybe maybe we don't get him back until just before the playoffs. But uh, uh, we're a next man up type of team this year, and here we go. Uh, it's fantastic. I thought Runyon filled in again. He's a uh, local storyline. And, hey, we got a little news on uh, coming up this week. We have an exceptional podcast for Philadelphia Eagles week. We have the great Dave Franza coming onto the show. He is a NFL uh, films former employee, and he happens to have a close, close relationship with a former great Philadelphia Eagles center. But of course, I'm going to keep that a secret for just a little longer. Going to be a lot of fun for Eagles week, though. Tough game, make no mistake. But uh, yeah, I thought Runyon the local story that Dave and I have talked about quite a bit is just stepped in and done nothing well or nothing but Excel. And even David Bakhtiari said he is one player that is doing nothing but absolutely ascending. You know, he contributed from his first snap and was it week two? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he he has uh, he's played solidly. I thought he played really well uh, last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know this this kind of jumbling around on the offensive line in the past was a was a death knell for us, and uh, it's seamless at this point. And it's seamless. You know the Bears. We got a little bit of gift in that uh, Akeem Hicks didn't play last night. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, and that's all over, that's all over the news. But I, you know, truth, the way that they played, I don't know that it would have made that much of a difference. We block yeah. stuff up. Uh, you know, that, that's been the storyline that, yeah, we're going to, Akeem Nix is a heck of a player, but talk about the offensive line. Not only were you giving a glimpse of the future, but Billy Turner, did you hear Khalil Mack much yesterday? Other than the commentators uh, trying to blow him up and, and, and tell his story, but where was Khalil Mack yesterday? Uh, Khalil Mack was neutralized. You know, he got around. Uh, it was interesting. Interesting the way they had uh, Billy Turner lined up a little bit tighter, mm-hmm. and then having to really reach to get out to Mack, and and Mack did get passed a couple of times, but Rogers completely clean for the whole for the whole game. The only time Rogers was uh, touched was on, on roughing the passer, 15-yard automatic first down. Thank you, Chicago. <laughs> uh, so uh, it, it's amazing. It's amazing yeah. the job that they all did. Yeah. But you really got to give it up. You know, Turner deserves all kinds of accolades for uh, for neutralizing one of them. And the, then we get to uh, go a little robot on the Zoom, and we get back to it. Yeah, but what really impressed me the most uh, was the play of, uh, of Jenkins and Runyon. You know, Jenkins is uh, just supremely talented. He comes in, uh, it's, leaves his position, doesn't miss a beat, uh, and, and in Runyon. I mean, for a rookie, goodness gracious, Runyon's going to be one of those 10-year Packers. Goodness gracious. He, wait, yeah, I mean, oh my, he is a heck of a heck of a guard right now, but, you know, what Dave said in a text to me was he's just built athletically and he's built to be a pulling guard. It just seems like the way that Lucas Patrick's contract set up, you know, Jenkins as the center of the future. Sorry, Lindsley, I, you know, I just I think he might price himself out number one center. Somebody's going to be willing to pay more than we are. But the future is what we have right now. And you know, the sky's the limit right now for the interior, man. Lucas Patrick was hammering guys last night. You know, some of the combo blocks that Lucas Patrick did last night <laughs> were special. And the timing knowing when to leave the double but double team, go across the lane and clean it up for, for Jones or for Williams to get through. I mean, that was just so much fun to watch. And I'll just, I'll just say, you know, Jenkins obviously is doing it now. I don't, I don't know where that kid's future is. Yeah. I mean, Patrick can slip in there at center and maybe he goes to right tackle to save some money. If we've got to do some, who knows? I just know that Elton Jenkins can play anywhere. Yeah. And, and I was thinking this morning, what about the contract implications for, you know, the, the cap limits for the, the, the centers, right? It's lower than your left tackles or your superior left guards, or is it whatever it is? I think he's going to redefine what that salary is just the way that he's so versatile and he, all pro level on multiple positions. Who does that? Yep. That's crazy. Nobody. I don't, Nobody. I don't know. We digress a little bit, uh, but that was great talk on the offensive line. The other injury we wanted to touch on is our boy, Kamal Martin. He went down, looked bad. What did you hear on, uh, on that injury that I didn't? Uh, not a thing. 
not a word probably until Wednesday is what I read this morning. Mm. Um, don't didn't say anything about concussion protocol. Didn't say anything about an injury. Mm. It's been crickets yeah. on him. Yeah. And 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 the other injury we we can't uh, we can't uh, forget to talk about is Darnell Savage. And Savage mm. on the second interception uh, tweaked his back. Um, he did talk with reporters afterwards. Yep. He said he's fine. He's going to go get some treatment, mm-hmm. and it's day to day thing. But he thinks that he's going to be okay. Yeah. And you know he had not just stat wise with the two interceptions, but we've talked about him playing up near the line of the scrimmage with mm-hmm. Amos playing free safety and how at least as far as I'm concerned, I much prefer to see him in that center fielder uh, mm-hmm. role. And the last couple of weeks in that role. He certainly has performed. You know that turnaround um, was a was a memory play from Adam Thielen earlier in the season. He, it was an in route that turned to the corner. Thielen caught the touchdown. Uh, when, when Savage was talking about it, he said, "Yeah, no, I've seen this. I know what's happening." And when you saw the recovery speed mm-hmm. to get over there, mm-hmm. that's that's something that that Amos doesn't have, yeah. and that's that's critical. And honestly, we need somebody that's a little, uh, a, a little speedier back there. What I saw yesterday defensively was again the inability to cover tight ends, and the middle of the field having no impact. And yes, Christian Kirksey, you're a big part of that, man. I don't know what you saw out of Christian Kirksey in the game yesterday. I don't know if I was being overly critical. I think the guy is 100% Class A citizen. It, Montgomery, in a, a running play, carries him four yards uh, after contact for a first down. On, a, on, on another passing play, he's juked. He's, he's, he does not look like what we had talked about him being, sideline to sideline, fast linebacker, you know, covering those guys. It was something that we didn't see yesterday. And without Chris Barnes... It's a whole different linebacking crew. No doubt. Um, (laughs) We don't know and never will um, what exactly uh, his health situation is, speaking of Kirksey. Mm -hmm. Uh, But to me, uh, it looked to me like he forgot to take off his ankle weights. Mm. Um, He's just plotting. um, Did not. Did not seem like the kind of player who, like you said, was a side-to-side fly around, yeah. make the kind of play. Yeah, um, yeah. And at some point, we need a linebacker that can cover guys like Jimmy Graham instead of having a Will Redmond on him and a, and a Raven Green on him. Somebody or a Jair. Like, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna we're gonna come across teams uh, where Jair has other responsibilities that are yeah. significant. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're you're right. Yeah. Well, uh, let's get back to some of these stats because it was unbelievable what the first three quarters of that football game turned out to be for the green bay packers offensively had the biggest thing i wrote (laughs) balance aaron Rodgers, 211 yards four touchdowns he was 21 for 29 Devontae had two drops that i would say you know cost Aaron but a rating of 132.3 the guy is just unbelievable out there here's the biggest thing that I saw Aaron Jones 17 for 90 all right 5.3 yards Jamal Williams 17 for 73 4.3 yards guess how many receptions they had combined in this game 
I'm going to suggest that they didn't have a reception in this game. Big, and I, big fat goose eggs. I have that in, in my notes in quarter three is that none of it, but yeah, it wasn't necessary. It was, not you know, and, and one of the things that I really like so much about Lafleur, the way he does his business and stats like the one you just mentioned are, we're not predictable. Yeah. This offense is not predictable. We can gut you in so many different ways. Yeah. Well, what we saw was the transition of a balanced running and not having to have the outlets. And I'm sorry, Aaron Jones was targeted twice. He had one reception, zero yards. All right. We saw the line or, or the tight ends really be focused on in this game. We saw Equinamius step up as another option on this offense, which, you know, took those targets away, I guess, from the receivers because, or from the running backs, because Mercedes Lewis, another four targets, uh, and Sternberger with one. So I, I loved how the tight ends were involved, not just as blockers in this game. Yeah, and EQ, uh, EQ is, is coming on, mm -hmm. coming on. Some big, long third down conversions, yeah. and you see what the, what the antelope, that, uh, you know, he's got that antelope running style, and uh, just love it. Can't wait to see him catch a ball in stride with open field. Yeah. Um, as his, as his route tree expands, um, see a lot of payoff if we can, if we can keep him healthy. Yeah. We just needed to see a little more decisiveness as MVS had that cornerback tied <laughs> up on that end that he hesitated, man, you just need to get her going on one end or the other. But I thought, you know, two targets, two receptions, right? No mishandles 19.5. Uh, average it was awesome and Devonte adams is kind of pedestrian as his game was targeted nine times six receptions 61 yards his touchdown as good as it gets but what are you feeling on the drops in uh in the challenge ball that got well knocked out? first of all if you want to look at how you catch a contested uh potentially bone shattering to and avoiding a bone shattering hit in the end zone you watch how adams went up plucked the ball with his hands, brought it in, and turned a shoulder. Uh, that was an absolute thing of beauty. We are so freaking spoiled by him. <laughs> you know, you think about the couple of drops that could have been something, and we just expect him at this point to make those catches. Yeah. But you know what? We're, we're, we're spoiled rotten with Devontae <laughs> Adams. That kid is unreal. Uh, but I love the way that we were running the ball yesterday, Eric. The way that the offensive line was making holes for Aaron Jones. Uh, Jamal Williams didn't have, it seemed like, as big a holes, but he produced, man, and it just felt great. Felt really, really nice to have a balanced offensive attack. Well, as, as far as Jamal's running, the only thing that I wrote down last night was Jamal Williams runs like a man. Super I mean, sexist, that, he, he is a beast. What, what, a, what a blessing it is to have the two of them going mm -hmm. yeah. for sure. Yeah. Kind of thought maybe we were going to see some Dylan, um, but uh, maybe next week. Still in the COVID protocol, Matt LaFleur said that he actually can't even comment. I think it was Pete Doherty that asked him the question, and uh, he said he can't even comment. So I believe that's where Chris Barnes is well. So, you know, we're not going to get any answers on that. No. Nope. Um, but defensively, Eric, we're a different team without Kamal Martin in there. We love the flashes that he had. Kirksey, tough. Can't wait till Barnes is back. We did see a little Ramsey in there. 
Well, Randy Ramsey getting excited at the end there uh, mm. when, you know, the very last snaps. Yeah. Uh, loved, loved that. Uh, you know, one thing that uh, noticed right off, it was the uh, first thing I wrote down on their first possession. But did you notice who was starting and who wasn't and in terms of Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith? And boy, do I think Preston Smith got the message. Yeah, he did. Because boy, did he come out and play. Yeah, he um, did. But it was Rashawn Gary starting the game. And we talked about this last, that very same, or this very same yeah, thing last point. week is to, uh, is to get Rashawn Gary going, you know, and if, if, if Preston Smith isn't going to be able to play at the level we're accustomed to, then maybe some or more of those snaps should be going to Gary. Um, and, and uh, I think he, I think Preston Smith got the message. Not, o- not only on having a ball bounce to you and, you know, and returning it for a touchdown, but playing. Playing, playing badass football, using his levers, hitting people. Yeah, um, yeah uh, they were, they it were seemed like it was pocket. a di- different player this week. Yeah, last week he, he's coming around. Yeah, and boy, what a great time of year to have that. Um, there was a great picture um, taxing me, maybe in late in the third quarter, where the uh, the lineup was Gary on the right end, um, Smith on the left end. Zadarius Smith playing the three technique and Kenny Clark up the middle. I think the NASCAR package, whatever. Mm. Oh my goodness. If we can get that going, that is disruptive. That is a nasty thing to, to deal with. Uh, loved, loved seeing that. I think we're going to see some more of it. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about Jair's game last night? Well, the, uh, the play, uh, uh, was it with, um, Jimmy Graham, mm-hmm. uh, sweet. Now he has a, that dude's six seven, yeah. Um, and uh, he he uh, still is what we think he is. Uh, mm-hmm. That was uh, that was kind of nice. Uh, you know, you didn't really hear. You didn't really hear. He did his job. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he's uh, we, we've got a lot of talent on this defense for the kind of for the kind of performances that we're given week in and week out. We've got a <laughs> lot more talent than what the stats are showing and and that's you know we talk about this all the time that scheme and it's bugging the shit out of pardon my language you know and i'll just bring up just bring up one one play you know montgomery montgomery lit us up for a ton of yards 57 or 56 on the one play and and the uh the yards per carry go back to an acceptable level mm-hmm. when you take that out but if you go back and look at that play and i, I wrote down what the hell kind of scheme is this? Brutal. You know, everyone lined up on the left side of the defense, huge hole on mm-hmm. the left side for the offense. And he ran. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? The hole was huge. <laughs> and that was, was huge. That, that, that's by design. I, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand a lot of what we're doing on the defensive end of the ball. The offense didn't let up the gas. The defense certainly did. And I don't know why. Yeah. I thought Jair was going to be shadowing maybe a little closer on Allen Robinson. Um, but Allen Robinson, you know, 13 targets, eight receptions, 74 yards, two touchdowns. Listen, man, he's Devontae Light as far as I'm concerned. He is that. He is. He's a good player. Listen, the targets and reception discrepancy right there. 99% of that is on Mitch Trubisky. Maybe some of the worst throws I've seen from a quarterback all season long. And they're trying to say, hey, it was the wind. I think Mitch Trubisky is bad. 
And I think Ryan Pace, I mean, I am not a GM, but I I can't believe the guy's got a job uh, with that kind of the miscues he's had on that team. Well, you know, three times last night, first, second, third quarter, uh, I put it into my notes, <laughs> Cuddy, where's the smoke hanging out of your mouth? <laughs> Cuddy, part two. <laughs> Cuddy, three times a charm. Um, you yeah. know, it's it's interesting. I uh, uh, Diving into a quick little relationship thing, but the uh, lovely uh, woman uh, of my dreams. Unfortunately, uh, you know, we all have character flaws, and then she comes from a long line of Bears fans. And I was texting with her brother yesterday <laughs> saying that I was delighted mm. To, to see that the Bears were going to be uh, uh, starting too bitchy uh, because he's the, he's the one that's far more in line to uh, as the heir apparent to Cuddy. And, and boy, did he show it last night. Boy, did he show it last night. Man, goodness gracious, that dude is terrible. And you could have had to to Watson and Pat Mahomes. I, you gave up a ton of draft picks to move up and grab him or to, to move up one spot mm, to grab him. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Chicago. Yeah. And people are mad about Jordan Love. Let me tell you something. Jordan Love on his worst day <laughs> is better than we've seen from Mr. Risky. I'm telling you. Uh, I also, defensively, um, I was just uh, – Kevin King missed, uh, missed an interception. He is, when he is available, Eric, uh, a, a pretty damn good cornerback. That's exactly why Jared didn't have to shadow uh, Robinson yesterday. It's because he had King playing – Shannon Sullivan was kind of quiet, but he's a presence out there still. I mean, he's he's a vet, so it's it seems like that secondary really had a lot of confidence yesterday, which was great to see. Absolutely, um, and again, some of the limitations I know they had on the on the one big first down. Uh, Raven Green, the scheme calls him for you know this. He lines up where the scheme calls for him to line up, and mm -hmm. when you're that far off, you give up first downs. It's yeah nonsensical but yes the secondary uh the secondary looks good will redmond made some plays last night um mm -hmm. i uh I, I couldn't be happier with the, the the different pieces but when you put it all together it just doesn't seem right yeah um it just it just doesn't seem right yeah that fourth quarter let's talk about this fourth quarter because it was it was just troubling and why do we why is prevent defense when you're up 41 to 10? Now they started off the fourth quarter. Let this be known. The Bears started the fourth quarter on the 50-yard line, right? So they put in a touchdown. But when we're still up, why aren't, why aren't we just going at them? Why, why aren't we just getting on them? You know, you always talk about the prevent defense, you know, preventing you from winning. If you're up by two or three scores, there's six minutes left in the game. You want to keep the ball in the field of play, mm. and you can afford to to use a prevent defense. Mm -hmm. But with, with that kind of time left in the game and that kind of lead, what do you accomplish by letting Trubisky – feel good about himself and, and, and make some throws. Why aren't we going after him? It's a great question. If we're going to let him march down the field, why aren't we trying new stunts or something else like that blitz packages and letting these guys go out there and shine or something because playing off the line, it just seems like we're all gas, you know, no effing breaks on offense and on defense. We just like. Don't just, understand. Just, don't understand it. 
because we were excited that we had these turnovers. And now is that what we're talking about as scheme? Is that Patton? Because the players played their asses off for three quarters. I can't imagine they want to take a step back. I don't no. Know. No. I don't know. But all in all, what a game. It is so much fun to watch the Packers when they are enthusiastic and when they're playing. Watching Aaron Rodgers' interaction yesterday – you remember last season and the season before McCarthy's last season when Aaron Rodgers, his body language to the receivers, everything was just, I was telling you, this isn't the quarterback I want to have. Like that shows a weakness, you know? I mean, but looks like he checked in with it sensei and got it all centered. Cause he's like happy, positive, And that's bringing everybody up to a different level right now, which we need that because Next week, it's only going to get harder with the, uh, you know, division on the line in the NFC East and in, in Philadelphia coming into town because they're going to want some blood and want to prove something. And we could see some crazy packages with Jalen Hurd. We could uh, we could see some things that we haven't seen. So it's going to be uh, a fun week. Yep, going back to, to Rodgers and, and some of that sort of sullen um, – tired of of young guys not getting it uh, or at least making it seem as though that's what it was mm-hmm. he uh, th- this is the second year of of this offense and he is killing it saw an interesting stat uh, from the uh, game broadcast last night and that is on play action which which Rodgers has never liked until now yeah. but from 2017 to 2019 316 attempts 12 TDs quarterback rating of 96.9 which is respectable Mm-hmm. Uh, in this year, <laughs> now, now, now that he's loving it, this year, 108, 15 touchdowns, 136.8, number one in the NFL on play action passes. Yeah. Uh, Rodgers has evolved. And, you know, from watching his, his, the way he carries himself on the field to watching an interview after the game, he's having fun, he's confident. Uh, he's right where we want him to be. Yeah, yeah. And listen, I want him to get out of the MVP conversation. I think that's a little distraction right now. What I saw yesterday out of Pat Mahomes is uh, an unbelievable quarterback with unbelievable weapons around him. You know, you know, when Tyreek can put up 203 yards receiving in the first quarter of the game. And against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Pat Mahomes right now, he doesn't have the TDs that Aaron has, but he has, uh, you know, two interceptions, a lot of yards, and 456 yards in the year yesterday. He's something else. So I would just like that pressure to just be away because let's just enjoy what we got right now. A near damn perfect flawless, you know. Let, let, let the Russell Wilson and Pat Mahomes conversation, let that go off in the background. And let's just focus on being a badass Packer team right now. And he's playing the best he can play. And, uh, and let, the, let the chips fall where they may. Feel me? Yes, I do. Uh, however, I will point out, because I can't help myself, that if you break down statistically the categories that matter for MVP, right now it's Aaron Rodgers. Um, it and is- what are those categories? Let's hear them. Well, let's let's talk. Well, actually, I I don't have them in front of me. Or, Bam, I, and, Vi- Victor. Well, yeah. I won the argument just on hearsay. No, you didn't. No, I because, didn't. Because, um, oh, you had me reboot. Are you gonna Google? No, <sighs> I was gonna 
you know, I was going to reboot. But we're talking about uh, percentages. We're talking yeah. about touchdowns. We're talking about passer rating. Uh, it's the it's the whole gamut. And he is, if you if you look at, there was a whole nice little breakdown this morning. Mm. Anyways, I uh, just one one last little thing. On I just Rogers. want to take a little flack so everybody can interact. <laughs> so we talked about Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers uh, being bear killers in our last podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett Favre, 53 touchdowns against the Bears. Aaron Rodgers now 51. Uh, Brett Favre, 22 and 10 against the Bears. Aaron Rodgers, 21 and 5. And you put them together, that's 43 and 15 since uh, since Favre took over Green Bay. That's dominance. <laughs> that's dominance. I mean, imagine playing a team 201 times. You've won now a hundred times, and Aaron Rodgers, not yet done with his career, is responsible for twenty percent of the victories of the oldest rivalry. Or, or, or let's look at it this. <laughs> look at it this way. Look at it this way. It's more than forty percent of those victories come from just Favre and yeah. Rodgers. Yeah. yeah, and Rodgers ain't done. <laughs> I know it's amazing. Ugh. We are bear killers. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed that episode, and I hope everybody enjoyed that game because it was one heck of a three quarters. Uh, let's fix that prevent defense in the weeks to come because this week we got the Philadelphia Eagles. I want you guys all to know that this week we're also going to have a heck of a former Packer profile. And that's going to be on Ron Hallstrom and the great Peter Jones from the UK is going to be joining us on that podcast. Also, we're going to have Dave Franza and potentially a special guest on this show in preparation for the Philadelphia Eagles game on Sunday. That's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of hype. I'm in Philly right now, and I tell you what, I'm flying that G all week long. Neighbors are going to hate me. Hashtag my neighbor hates me. Follow it on Acme Army at Twitter. Follow us on YouTube right now. We got lots of clips going up right now. And also appreciate everybody taking that share button on your podcast and just texting that out to a friend today. Somebody who likes the Packers, just forward the podcast on to him. Say, hey, what do you think about these knuckleheads on this Acme Army podcast? Let us know. Help us grow. We appreciate everything you do. With that, Eric, take us out. Well, uh, Victory Mondays, always special. Really, really special if it's a win against the Bears. And it's just like Christmas Day when it's an ass kicking like was issued last night in Green Bay. Um, Everybody have a great week. Uh, And go Pack Go. That's it. We've done our duties. Job is done. Put on our chair.